Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Yeah, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, video cast, and international extravaganza known worldwide. Hi, Mom. As smoking and toasting. Welcome, uh, Ian Barry, my co-host. My name is Cruz. Adam is our producer on the Wheels of Steel, and we are here for show number two hundred and eighteen. We'll be talking today about the best whiskeys of two thousand and twenty, and uh, we'll be using as our reference point a list that was released by Paste Magazine. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where we'll start, and then we'll take it from there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I, I'm so excited, Ian, because on this week's show, I have I have great I've good. And great news to share. And sometimes, you know, when we've talked about... Are you just teasing this news or are you going to tell me right now? Well, we'll get to it momentarily. But but, yeah, I'm just excited (laughs) at the opening of the show because there's good news in the cigar world. And there's good news for beer drinkers in Texas. Ooh. And I don't know if you know any of these things yet. Uh, so I'm know, excited to I see don't. how you respond. I'll build up a little suspense there. We'll 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 get to it. So okay. it's gonna okay. be exciting. If I explode. <clears throat> Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we are brought to you by mycigarshirts.com. Check them out on the web. Great shirts for cigar lovers and those who love them. Ian's wearing one today. You can't hurry up. And smoke a cigar. That's a great shirt. It is a great shirt. I great, like this one. Great it's saying, a comfy too. shirt, too. Great saying, too, which I like. Uh, so you can check them out. Uh, t-shirts uh, start under $20. And there's also sweatshirts and hoodies and face masks and all kinds of other stuff for cigar lovers there. So mycigarshirts.com because... Cigars. Cigars, yes. Thank you. Uh, on today's show, we will be uh, tasting a new St. Arnold brew today, Ian. Ooh. They have recently released their H-Town Pills. I have not tried this. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't think I've even seen it yet. Got a nice cold one in the bag. We'll be reaching for that uh, in just a few moments. Also from Uloji Brewing Company, it's O-L-O-G-Y, but they've got the the little dot over the first O and the long pronunciation over the second O. So I think it would be Uloji. Uloji or Uloji Brewing Company. Uh, Wait, the, the straight line over the second straight one? Straight line over yeah, the second Uloji, one, so that'd be O, right. Uloji. Uh, so we're going to taste their high rainfall hazy triple IPA. Uh, nice. These guys are out of Tallahassee, Florida. I don't think we've had, we've had some Florida a beers. Florida beer? <laughs> well, we haven't had Tallahassee, I don't think, so this would be a first for us. We haven't had a whole lot of Florida beers, though. No, we really haven't. I mean, uh, Cigar uh, City is a Cigar City's been you know? a couple, then there's been a couple of others, but yeah, we haven't had as many Florida beers as we probably uh, we probably should, because there's a pretty big craft brew movement going on in Florida right now. Man, if you haven't had the Cigar City Maduro Brown Ale, oh, and treat yourself. You know what I've been enjoying this week i bought a six pack of that Gaibara, the citra mm, pale ale oh, yeah, yeah it's so good it's just so good uh we'll also be trying uh something from and i had to actually go back and look through old show notes to make sure we hadn't done this but i couldn't remember ever having actually tasted it myself and i thought well you know it is true that sometimes by the end of the show i don't remember everything that we did <laughs> but uh i don't think i've ever tasted founders brewings porter and so we got one today. We'll be tasting it. I, I love their porter. You love their porter? I drink it well, often. You can you can join in the fun then. <laughs> like that's uh, a staple for yeah. me. Sometimes well, I so. when I'm going to when I'm going to grab beer mm-hmm. and the porter is always yeah, I yeah, did one of those things where I lowered my chair. Yeah, went, and then it went way, like, way down too way too low. Yeah. Uh, I when I go to buy beer, uh Founders is one I always go for. That's a little bit well I don't know. 
you, you'll get it right. This, this uh, chair's found, kicking my butt. I know. Anyway. I go, their all-day IPA is, is well, yeah. like a regular But they for me. always have the porter right <clears throat> next to the dirty bastard. And to mm-hmm. me, it's always a, like I go reach my hand in there, and it kind of goes back and Leans forth a couple times. the dirty times. bastard a little bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and we've had the dirty bastard. We've had the backwoods bastard and some of the yes, variations. Yes. of. But I don't think we've ever, on the show at least, done... Their regular old is porter, bastardly beer. So porter's we'll, fantastic. Yeah. So we'll we'll be uh, tasting that today, and also uh, it's on the still non-functional Mister Twirly gig. Uh, the batteries ran out on it last week. We thought maybe it was it was working again today, but it it did one of those like battery last gasp where it worked for about a, a minute and a half. Yeah, I, I mean I could turn it on up. and it's going to do this thing where it kind of stutters oh, around yeah, a little bit. It's a little yeah, sad yeah. to look. We'll we just let it run out. All right. Yeah, we will. Let's, let's uh, just use that battery. Black, Black Tot Rum. I've never heard of this rum before. It's a Caribbean rum, and uh, so that'll be a very interesting uh, thing to try. I don't think I've heard of it either. Uh, it was new to me. I saw it on the shelf, and I was like, okay. Uh, it's uh, The little uh, canister comes yeah. in as quite attractive. Uh, yeah, it, look at that that almost looks like a canister of uh, uh, that you'd find like well, a single malt scotch When you in. tossed it up here, I was like, oh, <clears throat> I thought we were having a rum, and then I turned it around, and I was like, okay. Sure enough, it is rum. So, uh, drinking news on the program today. Our drinking news headline teaser: Don't mess with cowboys. Mm. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, we are also going to be talking about um, the rounding out of cigar aficionados list of the top twenty-five. We went over the top ten last week, mm-hmm. but now the bottom end of the list has been released. So we'll take a look at that. And Cigar Snob, which is actually one of my favorite cigar magazines. Yeah, yeah, I like Cigar uh, Snob. They've released their list for twenty twenty as well, which I haven't even had a chance to look at yet. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. And then of course from Pace Magazine, the uh, best whiskeys of twenty twenty. That's a pretty bold statement. Nice. You're going to say the best whiskey. We're going to have to see what happens with that list. <clears throat> I did read an article uh, this week, um, and I thought about bringing it in, but it was like it, it was really almost more of a review than an article. But basically, the reviewer was making the case that the best American single malt was Balcones, which I oh well I, I American single malt Balcones is pretty amazing. Yeah, like. Uh, everything about Balconies yeah. is pretty amazing. And plus, amazing. they've got a number of single malts, too. Yeah. It's not just one in their portfolio. So, um, we'll, uh, <clears throat> we actually were planning to have Balconies back on the show uh, last year, and <clears throat> wound up, it wound up getting delayed. So, we'll have them on again soon and hopefully do some tasting to, you know, awesome. to, to figure out. You know what we've been missing recently, too? We need to get Garrison Brothers back on. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. That Speaking was a of fun great show. whiskey made great here in Texas. Great whiskey. Oh, those yeah. guys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, it's, it's it's going to be an interesting show, I think. A lot to talk about, a lot to taste. Uh, I'm wondering if you had a, uh, a cigar you want to talk about this week. You know, it's it's <laughs> funny you should ask. I feel like you ask me that at least once a week. Uh, it seems like I do, yes. Uh, I ended up stumbling across an Ashton Symmetry. Have you had this You cigar? stumbled across an Ashton. Uh, well, I, I went into the uh, Casa this morning, and uh, I was just looking for something different. I don't think I've had a symmetry. Uh, what I did is I picked up one of the Onyx that I had last week that I mm-hmm, talked about because, mm-hmm. damn, that was a good cigar. Yep, yep, yep. So I snapped another one of those up. And then I was looking around, and I was like, you know, I always buy from this brand. I always buy from that brand. I don't always buy Ashton's because um, it's kind of it's kind of like that familiarity. It's so it's yeah. so known. They're going to be good. My buddy Dave, that's his favorite brand. Like, he loves Ashton's. Yeah, and, and so I picked up the symmetry, and I was like, I don't think I've had this. Uh, it was a great-looking uh, cigar. This is a... A very specific 5.625, which 
by uh, 46. Wow. I don't know why. It's like they're very specific about Yeah, you're that. not kidding. Right? You're not Under kidding. the thousands of an yeah. inch there. No, uh, uh, no, no problem with transparency in there. <laughs> I didn't wear my calipers, so there. I couldn't yeah. challenge them yeah. on it. But yeah, that's, I'm sure you know. it's right. I'm sure it's right. But, yeah, so 5.625 by 46. This size is called the Prism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrapper is a Habano Rosado wrapper uh, with a Dominican binder and Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. Uh, the the wrapper's beautiful. It's that the risotto wrappers are just that rich reddish yeah, brown. Yeah, got a real reddish hue to it. Almost, call almost it, like uh, red soil. Yeah, you know? they call it like a mahogany red. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's really really pretty. Mahogany. Uh, yes, yes, it smells of rich mahogany. You knew where I was going. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that's awesome or sad. <laughs> Maybe Why both. Maybe both. Why is Anchorman so oddly funny <laughs> and, and and amazingly quotable? It's yes. you know every. Decade or so, a movie comes along that is the quotable yeah, movie, yeah. and yeah. certainly Anchorman was that, that for that, its decade. That was that. Yep. Uh, yeah. So the appearance on this rich reddish brown, slightly shiny, a little oily, kind of a toothy feel to the uh, to the wrapper. I like that about it. It, it felt really nice, uh, smooth <laughs> to the touch, uh, mostly firm overall with some soft spots. Uh, single band, really pretty, you know, Ashton band said symmetry along the bottom of it. The pre-light sniff on this was uh, earth, leather, hay, baking spices, and a little tanginess in there. Nice. The uh, uh, the uh, pre-light draw, I used a clip on this, had a medium draw. Start with uh, sweet, creamy cedar fermented hay, fruity kind of. It had this weird fruity. Uh, I say weird. I mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. This this distinctive. How's that? I use distinctive. Yes. It had this distinctive fruitiness to it um, in the uh, in the pre light draw, and then some baking spices kind of backing that up. The initial light on this burst of cedar and hay with a little white pepper in the background and a lingering tanginess. Mm-hmm. I like the. Tangy. I wasn't sure how to spell tanginess. I tried it with an I. Autocorrect didn't get me. Uh, and then I tried it with a Y, and autocorrect didn't get me. So I don't. I just, you know, <laughs> autocorrect apparently doesn't know how to spell <laughs> autocorrect is like, either. Screw that word. <laughs> so, uh, that's great. I, you know, sometimes I go for a word and I just start typing in letters, and I'm like hoping I get close, and I'm like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. There it is. Thank you, autocorrect. Uh, Woody, uh, the first third of this woody cedar, like a lot of cedar in this thing. I I love those uh, woody cedary kind of flavors that you get on cigars. Um, uh, Fermented hay uh, and leather followed by uh, cinnamon and a fruity sweetness. The retrohale is cedar and campfire. This is this is checking off a lot of boxes for me. And oddly enough, you know, I usually buy cigars that are. Maduro's. So mm-hmm. you're going to hear yeah, me, me say too. a lot of times coffee and chocolate. Mm-hmm. This is none of that. Right. This is more this wood is and none and, of that. And, yeah. Uh, this baking is, spice and. Yeah. This was the exact opposite and, and delicious so far. Uh, the second third of this, the fruity flavors came in and cinnamon spice blended with the cedar and white pepper in a very interesting way. About a medium strength on this cigar. The draw was a little slightly, uh, got a little slightly tight in the middle of the cigar. Mm. Tried rolling it around on my fingers a little bit uh, to open it up. Didn't have much luck with that. Solid ash, perfect burn uh, on the second third of this. The last third of this, the third third of this, tangy, fruity flavors and cedar are up front, backed by cinnamon and leather, finishing with campfire and white pepper. I mean, that, it, what a great 
great list of flavors. It sounds that was. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was so nice, and the white pepper was just there as as enough to leave you uh, with something interesting. It's like getting something that they say spicy, but it's not really that spicy. But uh, uh, yep, yep. But it's got enough but it, there. It to, gives it that little bit yeah, of a, it's got a little of a bit kick, of a yes. little bit of a kick to the end of it. Uh, this cigar costs twelve dollars and thirty cents. Okay. Okay, that's a pretty hefty price tag. Indeed, it is. For something that is five point six two five. Good point. By forty six, um, so not a very large cigar. Did, however, smoke for a long time. Like it was uh, an hour and for a twenty small minutes. Cigar, that's pretty good. Yeah, an hour and twenty minutes. I wasn't, you know, puffing at it real hard, but it smoked a long time. So it gets a couple extra points for the mm-hmm. length of the smoke. Uh, the um, the draw on it got a little tight. You mentioned that. So yeah. I would give this a total uh, uh, five straight across the board, except for I gave it a five minus, um, just because the draw was a little tight on this. I will try another one at some point in time. So maybe like a four and a half, almost. Mm, worth maybe four point seven five three. Oh my goodness! Now we're now we're getting <laughs> granular. We've never never done quite for a while. We didn't even do half points. You know, it was just it's either a five or it's a four. It's a 4. six. Four point seven yeah. five three. Well, I'm just going with the specifics on their size. I was going to say they started it, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. No, I just I, it got just a little. I just wanted to note that it got a little minus because it did get a little tight and it never opened up the way I wanted it to. I didn't have that much trouble smoking, but it was a little annoying. A soft five. Yeah, a soft five, nicely said, yeah, sir. There you go. I like nicely it. I said. like it. <laughs> That's so that awesome. was that was pretty much my cigar yeah. experience. It's great. Uh, I say buy one. I, I will buy another one to see if I get that same tight draw. If I do, I probably won't buy it again. If I don't, this will be a cigar that'll be one of those treats that I buy once in a so, while. So it's it's really kind of hanging in the balance then on how your next yeah, one goes. Yeah, the flavor was so great. I loved all the flavors in it a whole bunch. The draw was a little annoying. That's that's mm-hmm. the only, I understand. Uh, only thing I understand. that I had with it. Well, I'll tell you something. It has been pretty good to be me for the last several weeks. Tell me about it. Because I got some nice cigars I've been trying Christmas. to be you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for most people, that only ends in terror. Uh, but uh, but but uh, for me, the last several weeks, I've been able to go to the humidor and find a cigar that I was given as a gift for mm. Christmas because I had a handful of friends nice. and my wife and my yes. Uh, last week I talked about the uh, the cigar that I smoked that my mother in law bought mm-hmm. me for Christmas. Um, so this week I smoked one that my wife bought for me for Christmas, and uh, guess where she got it. Casa de Monte Cristo, the same place that uh, that my mother-in-law buy it. And let me just say, again, thanks to the guys at Casa, because they steered they're my nice. gift shoppers in the right direction. They they're, really they're did. Super nice. You know what? Those guys get kudos. We go by there a lot. I, I, there's a lot of cigar shops that I like. Mm-hmm. This one is just right by the... I said something. Apparently, uh, yeah, sounds apparently like Siri. Siri liked what you said. Yeah, but uh, it's nice because they're right by where we do our uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and it ends up being a frequented place for us. So. Right. Yeah, and and they're really good. They have great selection. The prices are good, and they have a huge humidor, and they're just fun to hang out with. So plus, we, we have to have at least one other shop to talk about that isn't Alan Denny's shop. Right. That's right. <laughs> His shop is great. If I could swing by it on the way to the uh, to the show, I'd do it every week. You know what? I actually made a, a, a cigar smoking date with them i'm gonna go down there oh, on good, monday and good. hang out with yeah. them yeah and it's what like third date so you know that could go anywhere right it could be <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying um well i i, I don't smoke... know where third base at the cigar shop is <laughs> i'm not sure a little awkward about i'm that. guessing it's probably out on the back deck somewhere um well uh, like i said I, I picked up this cigar that my wife gave me out of the humidor and decided it is time and it is it was i should say the monte cristo 
New York Connoisseur Edition Number Two Torpedo. No, nothing fancy about no, that. No, not name. not a damn thing. So here's the story. The New York is a uh, a six and one eighth. Here we go with some specific sizes for you. <laughs> By 54, box press torpedo. It was originally intended to be an exclusive creation for the New York market. Uh, you know how um, uh, Monte Cristo has the New York, they have the Texas, they have the, uh, yes. uh, I think, uh, California, I believe. Anyway, uh, they've got several different regional cigars. But uh, I think most of the Monte Cristo shops, like Casa de Monte Cristo, will carry the ones from various locations. And so they steered uh, my wife towards uh, the New York. It's rolled with Dominican filler tobacco inside a Nicaraguan binder leaf and an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It's a pretty cigar by design. If you take a look at uh, some of the pictures, you'll see it's a little knobby and wrinkled looking in in the wrapper. So I can't quite describe it as uh, as a super smooth wrapper. But it still looks pretty regal and delicious mm. all the same. Uh, pre-light sniff and draw were very rich, earthy tobacco notes. A touch of nutmeg on the uh, pre-light. Mm. I used cigar scissors to, uh, to snip off the end of the torpedo, and off I went. First thing I noticed about the cigar is that it was very firm and densely packed. So I immediately started to worry about the draw. Mm. But I didn't need to. It, the draw was perfect, and it just made me think... How great the roller must have been. First of all, it's an exactly square box press. I mean, literally a perfect square. And it's densely and tightly packed, and the draw was absolutely perfect. It was awesome. Do I get cigar review news now? Okay, I like it. Um, So uh, I got a nice um, nice little burst of spice. Not as big as the Nicaraguan, uh, you know, pepper blast, but uh, it was there. And then the cigar settled down. Uh, I'm actually getting distracted because my mind is going with the music. I'm trying the, to give you some the, I like, awesome. I like music. it. I like it. It's good. Um, so anyway, the cigar settled down, and actually, settled down is not really the right words uh, because this cigar never actually settled down. It settling about. got about its business of being complex and multi-layered from about the third or fourth puff. Pepper and spice were not overwhelming, but kind of like you said, just present enough to keep the cigar interesting, mm-hmm. put a little tang on the tongue. A really rich, creamy sweetness kind of balanced the pepper out really nicely. Uh, balanced is my word for this cigar. Uh, second, third, got a little more earthy. And then that nutmeg note that I'd gotten on the opening draw kind of started to show up, and, and um, there was even a little bit of cinnamon. So cinnamon and nutmeg are great together, nice. by the way. Um <clears throat> By the final third, there was a very nice toffee note that was really awesome. The balance of the flavors got even more and more impressive. This was actually one of the most balanced cigars I've had in a very long time. Uh, For my palate, it topped the Padron anniversary. And I'll be honest, I even liked it better than the last Opus X that I smoked. Wow. Which I'm going to be, you know, completely transparent. It's been a couple of years since I had an Opus X. So... <clears throat> it made my memory might not be quite as, uh, you know, quite as up to date, but uh, I'm telling you, this one blew me away. Uh, the Monte Cristo New York is a medium-bodied cigar. I know they have them in stock at Casa de Monte Cristo here in Houston. Uh, you can find them at a number of online spots if your favorite shop doesn't have the New York. Bottom line, it's one of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. Awesome! It was just, it was a home home run. Thumbs up and absolutely recommended. It's about a $15 cigar. Price to quality. Solid 
seven. Wow. Uh, it was that good. I mean, seriously, a it's, $15 the, best, cigar. it's the best cigar I've smoked. If this cigar was $22, I'd have smoked it and thought, well, that's what you pay $22 for a cigar for. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That, so that's where it that's where it came home for me. I was, uh, again, I'm impressed. If you're going to spend... If you're going to spend $15 on a cigar, this is absolutely the one to do that with. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So super big thumbs up. I haven't, I haven't given a lot of ratings that high, uh-uh. especially not for a cigar that expensive. That expensive, yeah. Yeah. So, And again, our price to quality, if it, if it gets a five, that means you got what you pay for. So at $15 to get a seven... That's a rocking cigar. Wow. Rocking cigar. So, all right, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to taste, and I am ready for some beer. Ian, let's break into when we come back St. Arnold's new H Town Pills, Pilsner. We have some rum to taste today, some black tot rum. rum. rum I don't know what rum. black tot means, but maybe we can either. figure it out. Maybe uh, Wiki Brian will join us and, and help us out with that. Uh, but we have lots to taste, and we have uh, I, I have good news. I can't wait to share it. So, we'll get to that in the I next segment. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, it's smoking and toasting. Thank you for listening and watching and whatever else you do to uh, consume the program. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smokin' and Toastin'. This is the program that's all about craft beer, fine uh, spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Please check them out. They make great stuff, and it looks great on you. Uh, you look terrific today in a MyCigarShirts.com shirt. It's a super shirt. comfy shirt. It's awesome. Uh, and they are a sponsor of the show. They support us, so please support them. We appreciate you doing so because it uh, makes the world go round. Uh, MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. cigars. Yes. Ian? I've got great news for you. I've got great news for you and for other people who live here in Texas. I am super excited to hear Which it. is our home Lay state me, man. Uh, that are lovers of beer. Guess what's coming to Texas? Uh, Pliny the Elder? No, that'd be wonderful. This okay. is maybe not as good I, a beer, but... I'm going to guess, just because you're, you're building this up, yeah. and it's one of the few... Beers that we get that we can't have here in Texas is Yingling coming to Texas. Yingling is coming to Texas. Yingling is coming to Texas. Yep, they're expanding to Texas as their first move of a uh, westward growth phase for Yingling. Which is uh, weird because my brother can get it in Arizona. Right. Uh, well, and it's available in certain states, but they're in partnership with Molson Coors to beer their to brew their beers in the Lone Star State, and it is the oldest brewery in. The United States. It's the oldest operating brewery yep. in the United and, States, uh, yes. They currently distribute the beer in 22 states it's from Massachusetts to also Louisiana. Also one of the hardest to spell. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> so so let's spell it here. Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G. Yangling. Now, I moved to Philadelphia a number of years ago, and that was when I, like, Discovered that Yingling is something of a religion there. Like people <laughs> yeah. are crazy about it there. So that was the first time I ever had one. I was like, "Well, you know, there's a lot of flavor to this beer." Yeah, I didn't know at the time that they were uh, 
you know, the oldest brewery, uh, oh, oldest yeah. operating brewery in the United States. But uh, anyway. So Yingling is to, to Pennsylvania like Shiner is to Texas. Basically, basically, yes. And, uh, and and it's a good beer. Uh, I have no, but the nice thing is too, like if you, if you cross the border, if you go into like even, you know, step across the border to Louisiana, you can go into a convenience store and i'll have it Mm -hmm. like it's everywhere right right exactly in the states Uh, that it's in it's very popular well uh they're going to be brewed in fort worth at the molson coors facility uh because they've uh, they've teamed up with molson coors to help them in this expansion uh but here's what are they going to michigan because bruce said uh Crap! I can't get it in Michigan. I have yeah. to go to Ohio to get it, it. it. it it's, it's coming. I think I think they're working on expanding to all fifty states. Uh, but anyway, uh, here's what they said about uh, about their team up with uh, with Molson Coors. Molson Coors. They said we are working hard, and this is Wendy Molson. But uh, I'm sorry, not Wendy Molson. Wendy Yangling. Wendy. Who said this? So she's a member of the family. Uh, she said we're working hard to ensure. That our recipes and brewing traditions will be followed to our high-quality standards. We have passionate Yangling fans in Texas, so we're finally excited to bring them the goods. The best, um, the best thing to sum this up was a tweet that uh, uh, someone named Jonesy sent out on Twitter. Yangling is coming to Texas finally. OMG, OMG, OMG. 2021 better than 2020 <laughs> and that's almost certainly got to happen uh but and that's very exciting i think i told you uh we got together with the you know like sort of a mini family reunion in florida uh a couple of summers ago mm-hmm. and i remember some of the guys went to buy beer and they came back with cases of yangling yeah. of yangling they were so excited to find it uh, you know available in yeah. florida so uh so it's pretty exciting uh, for all of us i think that we're going to have a chance to to quaff some yangling Yes. Well, it'd be nice because, uh, you know, here in Texas, if you go to a barbecue or a cookout or whatever, you almost always end up with a whole bunch of Lone Star. Right. Not bad. Right. It's fine to drink when it's mm-hmm. cold, that kind of thing. Yangling, I think, is a little step above that. I think so. I think so. Uh, flavor and profile-wise, everything about that. Yeah. I like Yangling. I'm, I'm hoping that it Plus, uh, it's a little different, so it's kind of exciting yes. for us, too. No, it absolutely is a little different, and that flavor, no other beer that I've ever tasted has quite that you can't go. There's no other beer you can think of. Yeah. You go. That tastes kind of like a Yingling, you know. <laughs> yeah, so true. So pretty cool. Speaking of beer, our own hometown brewery, uh, St. Arnold, one of our absolute favorites, uh, has put out a new pilsner. It is called the H Town Pills, and Ian's got it in his hands. Speaking of pills, yes, yes. Last night I shared that uh, Vader von Pils with my wife. Now Vader von Pils is a, a pilsner we had on the show. What about uh, well, two a month ago? ago two months ago, and, and Ian absolutely loved it. I had one more outstanding. can, outstanding, and I brought it to him recently. So you opened it up and shared it with your oh, wife last night. She absolutely loved it too. Uh, well, it's a good beer. I mean, seriously, that that's a tough one to beat. Although I will say the pilsner we had last week was damn good too. Yeah, remember that was. was Pilsners are starting to become one of those. Like I used to avoid them because they were always, you know, kind of the same, kind of the same, and not Mm -hmm. a whole lot of flavor. But they're starting to become one of those beers that people are really figuring out the craft and figuring out how to take a a much lighter drinking beer and make it full and flavorful. Well, one thing we know about St. Arnold is these guys don't mess around. I mean, they they have produced quality beer after quality beer. And uh, so I haven't tasted this yet, but my guess is this will be no exception. This is um, this is malty up front, mm-hmm. uh, not quite as big as like their Gutentag malty up mm-hmm. front, and then has this snap oh. of hops that oh, just finishes snap. it super crisp. Oh snap! <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Anyway, um, 
But yeah, it just finishes it off super mm. crisp. Yeah, that's that's really wonderful. Like it, you're right, it has some similarities to the Gutentag. You can get a little bit of it's that. It's got that round, multi profile uh-huh. right on the very beginning, but then it goes away and it has that crispy snap. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is going to be a good beer for the summer, mm-hmm. isn't it? I can't. I'm wait, about man. this. I can't wait for like warmer temperatures. Maybe everybody will be vaccinated, so we can all hang out at the pool again and just you know. Just throwing back some of these. We just, we just have to put a lot more chemicals in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> I figure. I figure it's not a bad. And if idea you have to sneeze or cough, go underwater. Go underwater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that'll work, I think. Um, so we've had some great pilsners across the last uh, month or two of the show. So uh, Bruden, how do you how do you rate this one? Bruden Cam at St. Arnold Brewing Company, Houston, Texas, uh, five point two by volume. Uh, this. It's out, it's it's great. It's outstanding. This is a good beer. It's it's just solid. Isn't like it? I, I mean, damn it! Like this. Let me be honest. Uh, Saint Arnold Amber is one of their core line, and you can get it a lot of places mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in Houston, especially. Um, although I think Lawnmower might be taking over some of that as well. Yeah, I like this better than both. I like this better than both as well. If this became the core line, if this became the St. Arnold that you find in every restaurant, it would not well, upset me one bit. You know their best seller is the Art Car IPA. Mm-hmm. But that's a fairly that's a, only over the last several years cuz it's only been out for maybe like 3 4 years. Yeah. So uh it it kind of came out and and just blew Took right past yeah, everything. Yeah, well, that's a, that's know? a great IPA it, yes, it because is. it's not a big obnoxious IPA. It's a drinkable IPA that has balance and everything else. What, what, and when you put out a product that's good, what exactly yeah. is a big obnoxious IPA? I don't think I know. Like this, most of the ones you, you like, speak. yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I have a place in my brain that that, that registers. You don't. You, yeah, you don't have those receptors. <laughs> I'm not sure that I do. Yeah, but uh, we will have an IPA on the show today. It's from. Ologi Brewing Company, O-L-O-G-Y, Ologi, um, and it's their high rainfall. It's a hazy triple from the brewery out of Tallahassee, Florida. I know. I'm looking so forward to I'm that. I'm looking yeah, forward to so that, too. We're, yeah. we're hitting this Pilsner even more. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's Heck really, yeah. really good stuff. Well, um, Ian, I want to uh, go ahead and share with you uh, the remaining 10... Uh, for Cigar Aficionado. Now, let me find it in my notes here because I'll mess it up if I try to do it from... Uh, the remaining 10. The remaining 10 from Cigar Aficionado. I may just have to go to their site and pull it up. I thought I, thought I sent myself a uh, an easy place uh, to find Bruce it. Bruce set up a question up here. Just curious. Okay. I've seen you drink both, but do you have a bottle or... I mean, he said car, but I'm assuming it's a typo. A can preference, or does it just depend on the beer? Um, I prefer can and poured in a glass. Yes, I prefer bottle poured into a glass. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, if I have to drink it from its original container, that's where, oh, for me, can the with bottle speed wins hole. hands down. Can with a speed hole. Bottle, bottle, bottle. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just it keeps it colder, Ian. I like my beer cold. That's the bottom line. Drink it faster. Uh, well, get a koozie. I can drink it nice and fast out of a, out of a, <laughs> uh, a glass bottle. So challenge accepted. Uh, uh, all right, uh, let me just. I'm going to go. I'm going to. Um, oh, I always have trouble um, remembering how to spell aficionado. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to go to the website here so I can pull this up. And uh, yes, here it is. Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2020. Now, we, we counted down their top 10 last week. And you may remember that uh, number one was the E.P. Carrillo Pledge prequel. Yes. And so it's going to be a big year for that cigar. Uh, they that had one's going to get hard to find. They had not, though, yet released 25 through 10. So let's go through them real quick here. Uh, number 25 was the Ramon Ayones, Ayones number two, Edition Limitada. I think They're, we both had that this year. Uh, yes, it's the 2019. I did have it. It's it's tremendous. Uh, uh, at number 24, the Herrera Esteli Miami Short Corona Gorda. Uh, Herrera Esteli is from Drew Estate. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, La Flor Dominicana 1994 Mambo. I've not had this one. This is the one with that really dark kind of purplish flower in the uh, in the picture on the band. Uh, that's a good looking cigar though. I have to check that out. I I often pass by LaFleur's because I'm thinking, uh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for a you know a total super double like, full gangbuster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not all of their cigars are that way. And certainly when you're in the mood for that, they're the go-to. But uh, uh, the Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua Toro uh, is number 22. I have had that cigar. I've had several of those this year. I think it's outstanding. Nice. In fact, I would have ranked it higher probably uh, than 22 on the list. Uh, at 21, the High Clare Castle Victorian Toro. Not familiar with that one at all. Uh, at number 20, Four Kicks Capa Especial Robusto. I think both of us had a Four Kicks we weren't crazy about this year. Construction issues. Which one was that? The four. This is the Four Kicks Capa Especial. It's the I golden had that blue one. label. That's not the one I had, but um, the construction issues kind of scared me off of Four yeah. Kicks for a while. Uh, Placentia Cocheca One Forty Six La Vega is number nineteen. Really. Haven't had that, but I Placencia uh, is so Placen consistent. everything for Placencia. Yeah. You can't you can't do much wrong. Fonseca by my father, Petite Corona. Now I've not tried this, but I'm excited about it because I remember reading that this was going to happen. Uh, so Cigar Aficionado rated it. By the way, the way they do their top twenty-five, they take all of the best, the cigars they smoke during the year for the magazine. They take all of the best ranked ones. I forget what the cutoff is. Maybe it's mm -hmm. ninety or above. Whatever. They take all of those. And then they blind taste test smoke them again, so so you have to have been highly rated to make to even get into the to running, make yeah. the contest, and then they smoke them again and decide which ones they think are the best. So, uh, so yeah, I'm anxious to smoke this one because yeah, it has to be a terrible job. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> well. You think our jobs are great. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> Camacho Nicaragua Robusto is number 17. I did have one of those this year, and it was quite good. Uh, at number 16, the Viva La Vida Jester. This is the one with the Jester clown on it. That's mm -hmm. an A.J. Fernandez cigar. And uh, I think it may be the only one of A.J.'s that made this year's list, which that's a That's crime. really surprising because he's <clears throat> yeah. been selling a whole oh. lot of cigars. I know. It's been a big year, actually, for him uh, and all of his brands. La Aroma de Cuba Edition Especial, number one. Speaking of strong cigars. Uh, I've had that, as as have you this year. It is strong, and it is also delicious. Mm. Uh, Casa Turrent. Siri one uh, 1973 torpedo not had this one it's a very interesting looking I smoked uh, a couple Casa this uh, this year but I don't yeah. think I've had that one uh, at number 13 Warzone Robusto Warzone Warzone yeah Warzone uh, just like you know sounds aggressive yeah it does sound aggressive the Ashton VSG Sorcerer 
comes in at number 12. The Bolivar Bellicoso Fino, a Cuban cigar, at number 11. And then you remember starting at 10 was Henry Clay Warhawk and then Rocky Patel and Oliva mm-hmm. and all the way up. So a very interesting uh, very interesting list. What, what I guess I love most about Cigar Aficionado's list is there's always cigars I've, on there. I've had that Bolivar, by the way. It's really good. The, the Cuban? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. It's really good. I love uh, just seeing these cigars on here that I haven't had and going, okay, that's one I want to keep my eye out for this year and try to smoke. So uh, it, it's just good, good suggestion. You know, it's kind of like when a friend tells you, you got to check out this movie. It's really good. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, I was looking for something to watch. Great. You know? Uh, so so there's the list. Any uh, any thoughts about, I mean, does it all make sense to you? Uh, you know, some of those I haven't had. Uh, so the ones that I have had out of that list have all rated well. So, like as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I think I think that's fine. I like I like the cigar fishing out of list because it always gives me something to look for mm-hmm. um, and look a little ahead. And I also like it when those companies take pride in it. They're like, "Hey, this was a number one cigar from this year," right? Right. Or you know, rated top, you know, in the top ten from this year. Because then, you know, next year when you can actually find them again. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is a good year to look for Aging Room Quattro because yes. that was number one cigar <laughs> yes. last year, uh, and that's a good cigar, by the way. Uh, so I think you know uh, we tried that Aging Room Quattro and then ended up buying a box and splitting it because it was mm-hmm. so good, and then it got that. <laughs> then it got number one. Got we probably one haven't been able to buy one anymore, since. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I tell you what. Let's take a break. We have another list we'll uh, get to if we have time today. And that's Cigar Snobs Top 25 of 2020. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any crossover between the two. But the list I'm really excited about is uh, from Paste Magazine, and it's the best whiskeys of 2020. So we will get to that, and we'll be back to uh, do a little more tasting, including Ologi Brewing Company's High Rainfall Hazy Triple IPA. Try saying that after you've had a few glasses of the Bilsner. (laughs) Uh, We'll be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. We are so thrilled to be here as we do our uh, show. Is this? Um, I, I forgot what number it was. You know, uh, back and look at my notes. Yeah, it is show number two hundred and eighteen. We're halfway to three hundred. It's awesome. Craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We are brought to you by the friendly folks at mycigarshirts.com. They are. Um, Available on the web for cigar smokers and people who love them and people who like to wear shirts with snarky cigar sayings on them. So it's a pretty cool thing. MyCigarShirts.com my because... Cigars. Cigars, yes. Um, Ian, there is great news. Um, the FDA, which regulates now the sale of tobacco, has exempted the cigar industry... Thanks to the court ruling, the premium cigar industry, Mm -hmm. thanks to a court ruling in August, uh, from the substantial equivalence uh, pre-market review. What this essentially means, I don't know what substantial equivalence is about, but the pre-market review was about the very long and involved process that was going to be involved for cigar companies to release a new 
new brand, uh, a yeah. brand or sub brand of cigar prompting uh, them to release a lot of uh, what do they call them ghost brands ghost brands yes in fact we were talking with Jorge at uh, Stogie's here mm-hmm. in Houston about this once and he was saying that there were a lot of companies that had produced literally a few boxes of a particular brand name so they could get it out and he had some of them there in Stogie's and you know it may or may not even be what the cigar wound up being like when they eventually released it right. but they did it as placeholders so that Just they so wouldn't have, have to go through name out right now. right so the product name would be out and they wouldn't have to go through when this uh, when this regulation took place well the good news the regulation did take place but a court ruling in August of last year exempted the premium cigar industry from this regulation, and now uh, the regulation has gone into effect. It's been finalized by the FDA, and it's finalized with premium cigars exempt. So That's awesome this news. is not going to stifle new brands, new blends, new you know mixes of tobacco uh, from coming out. And it's it, for me, that was one of the things I was the most frustrated about. The regist- that... that, uh, that um that legislation would have made it so difficult to come out with new blends. Right. Think of it think of it in terms of the of the craft beer industry. If that regulation existed for craft beer. Right now, craft beer is all about people coming out with new blends and new brews and new formulations and new hop oh, varieties and there's, and and you know there's new beers coming out every day and some of them are limited. Yeah. who all they do is just make it's new just and make different limited stuff. limited time talking stuff. about like round here ingenious right. and uh, and they make some amazing beers but they don't but they don't keep them on the market forever they brew something else the next time yeah. and uh, imagine if the process for putting out a new beer for these breweries was so long and involved that it took months and major approvals from the FDA before they could even release a new beer. That's what it would be like oh. if premium cigars had uh, had remained on the list here for this uh, uh, for this regulation. So this is my other piece of good news: Yangling in Texas and premium cigars That's formerly awesome. formally exempted from pre market review. So it's really exciting, actually, because, you know, there's only so much reviewing you can do. <laughs> All right. You took a big whiff of this High Rainfall IPA. Thoughts? It smells great. Wow. Is that what? Is that pineapple? What is it? Is it mango? Oh. What am I smelling? Oh, mm. it's tropical. It's pineapple. I'm sure this is ma- yeah. this may be one of the pineappliest beers I've ever smelled. Mm. Boy, that's fruity. Oh, weird. Okay, fruity and tropical. So you know that uh, that big Creamy hop bitter mm-hmm. that sometimes follows uh, an IPA, especially like a, a triple. A triple. Yep. It's there. Yeah. And then it goes away and leaves you with a sweet aftertaste. It's almost like a mango that's aftertaste. Weird. I love it. It's also a very thick mouthfeel. Right. Well, and and most of the time a triple is going to be a little thicker in terms of its viscosity. But this is, uh, uh, wow, I'm loving this. This is like, uh, like, like kind of a fruit smoothie of a beer. It really is. It's got the thickness of that. And it is, it's not one of those things where the hops are just I imparting love, a little bit of fruitiness. This tastes like I love a smoothie. The lingering sweetness in this is mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. There's a creaminess to it on the finish you know, too. Um, 
You know when you eat a bunch of Smarties and it leaves that kind of yes. sugary aftertaste <laughs> in your mouth? Yeah. It's a little bit like that. You know what I, what I notice about it is when it when it finishes it does three things. The first is you get the hops that mm-hmm. you were talking about. Then you get the um the creaminess. And then finally you get just that little bit of booziness that lets you know this is indeed a triple IPA. It's 11%. Yeah. 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 I mean, for an IPA. It's pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most IPAs are somewhere between 5 and 7 and then if they're a triple or an imperial, they'll Nine-ish, be approaching yeah. 9. Yeah, exactly. This is it. What did you say 11.5? 11%. Wow. That's a serious IPA. 11.362. No, I'm just joking. It, <laughs> but it is seriously delicious, too. I'll say that. This is really good. Yeah. High so rainfall. Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah, well, go Tallahassee. I mean, that's, that is impressive. Elogy. Mm-hmm. A Florida man brewed that, Ian. A Florida man brewed that. <laughs> or woman. Could have been a Florida woman. There's that. There's yeah, that. It could have happened, but it was either a Florida man or quick, a woman that quick brewed Quick shout that. out to Nick uh, listening uh, mm-hmm. with all, all of my friends up in uh, the Denton area, just yeah. north of Dallas. And also uh, Manny's watching. Manny mm-hmm. from El Cubano. What a great and amazing person. If you're ever in the... Uh, uh, Texas uh, Webster area. Go mm-hmm. by his shop. It's easy to find. It's an amazing little shop. And if you can get him to sit down and talk cigars with you, this Holy guy knows cow. more about cigars than almost anyone I've ever met. He this is man so is sharp. Steeped in yep. cigars. He really is. So, uh, cheers to you, Manny. Nice to have you. Uh, also, I bought one of those there. great marble ashtrays from his shop. Oh yeah, too. yeah. And, and I think it, it pretty much holds down my table <laughs> in the backyard. Yep, yep, yep. It's a pretty good thing. It's a pretty. <laughs> good thing uh so ian i'm considering this uh for for next week's show and i wanted to ask you about it all right um i've come across this article that describes in some detail how to make the perfect black and tan and you know what a black and tan is of course it's like usually like guinness and and an ale like a bass right um but this has you know kind of step-by-step directions and i thought what if we tried that next week what if we got some guinness Got some bass, and gave our attempt at seeing if you and I could live on the show uh, make the perfect black and tan. Uh, I, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, I usually, you know, I'll do a black and tan a lot of times, but I'll do it as a post uh, a, a, a post palate black and tan, where I just simply drink one and then drink the other. Oh, so you so you keep them separated, but you do a black and tan by. By mixing it One in my belly. Time. Got it. Got it. So, so have you ever tried making? Oh, one not in having glass? two at the same time. Just drink one, right, and right. then drink the other, and it's black tan. In my but belly. have you ever made one in the same glass? I've ordered them, but I've never made one. I've never made one myself. No. Okay, I've so ordered it before. That could be interesting and fun. I'll tell you what I don't like. There's another drink like that. It's a snake bite. It's not. Yeah, not like a fan that. of that. How are you for uh, Irish car bombs though? <laughs> well, I've been known to do a few. <laughs> well, this could be an ongoing now, ask me series. If that's a good drink. No, it's not a good drink. Yeah, this could be an ongoing series. But that I'm hasn't thinking. stopped me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sometimes my decision maker gets weird. All right, so we'll look forward to that for next week's show. And by the way, coming up before Valentine's Day, Mark Burrell, our uh, smoking and toast and wine expert, will be joining us. Laying out for us the perfect wines for Valentine's Day. I love that guy. He's he is awesome. so great. What a great guest. So, uh, so a lot to look forward to. And what we're going to look forward to next is some black tot rum. 
Adam has done some research on uh, black tot rum and discovered that there is actually a black tot day. It's oh. a black tot rum day. It's in July. So we're a little early, but that won't stop us. We'll be sampling us some rum when we come back. It's smoking and toasting, uh, craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We'll be right back. Nothing's going to stop us now. Smoking and toasting. We are so glad to have you uh, listening and hanging out with us for show number 218. Uh, we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Uh, great shirts for cigar lovers all over the world. You can check them out online at MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. cigars yes. Um, <clears throat> Ian, we're going to get to this list from Pace Magazine in a moment of the best whiskeys of 2020. But I wanted to, uh, I wanted to kind of like... Uh, clarify something the list is actually the 15 best new whiskeys new whiskeys of okay. 2020 so that helps kind of narrow it down a little bit you know it, it's not so just it's not like best whiskeys of all what's time what's available right that was available like in 2020. This, is, this is actually right. new whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way bruce uh, stark checked in on the show notes to say that uh, he makes four black and tans every christmas eve for him and some friends it's a christmas eve tradition is that black and tan music or I was waiting for the list. Oh, I was you ready to do, do the list? Let's list do it. reading music. List reading music. All right. Uh, it, I, this entertains me because it distracts you so bad. It, well, usually it doesn't, actually. For some reason, though, my brain keeps trying to figure out, like, what song is he playing? And it, like, completely distracts me from reading the list. So I'll do my best. Uh, so here comes the 15 uh, best whiskeys of 2020, best new whiskeys for 2020 from Paste Magazine. By the way, they say they're not ranked. They're listed in alphabetical order. So first is a B, Barrel. Rye Batch 003. It's an $80 to $90 whiskey, and they are raving about it here on uh, on Pace. So nice. uh, big ups to Jessica, our, uh, our yeah, buddy. Yeah, she's is, so uh, awesome. Yeah, we got to have her back on the show. She always, she, she's always like, her shows and the ones where Alan Denny are on have a tendency to oh. be the rowdiest shows. Well, we have we a good do. excuse to get her on, too. Uh, yeah? First off, um, barrel rum and barrel bourbon and... Barrel mm-hmm. in general, they always have different stuff. But the second right. reason is, remember, she likes those uh, fizzy oh, seltzers. The seltzers, yeah. We're gonna do a hard we seltzer do a hard blind seltzer taste show. test. We're working on that. Uh, uh, the next one, not ranked, but Bullet Bourbon Blenders Select Number Zero Zero One. It is a fifty dollar bottle of uh, Bullet Bourbon. Uh, they say the persistent question involving bullet is always, uh, now where was this distilled again? But uh, they know exactly who blended this, and bullet has been patiently aging its own spirit for several years now. And here we go. Buzzard's Roost Rye. Very small batch. I am not at all I've familiar never with Buzzard's Roost. Uh, so that's something to look at. $50 bottle of whiskey. And uh, there's so many small distilleries out there. They say sourcing bourbon, rye, and other whiskeys. Um, that uh, from this company MGP of Indiana, they said it's uh, become practically a necessity that the younger, smaller distilleries come up with some kind of uh, proprietary method to make their product stand out. They can't just bottle the rye and call it a day and hope to compete with widely available brands like mm-hmm. Bullet or Templeton or Redemption. So 
Buzzard's Roost, which is a small uh, brand out of Louisville, Kentucky, is doing one of the best Louisville. takes they said they've seen of transforming one of these products into their flagship rye whiskey. They're taking younger, around three years, rye and sticking it into proprietary toasted barrels uh, that are uh, giving it a double oaked treatment. Oh. I'm reading a lot about this, but I, I didn't know anything about this particular no, I've never heard so, of it before. Uh, so Buzzard's Roost Rye, very small batch, starting in at about $50. <clears throat> also on the list, Elijah Craig, barrel-proof bourbon, batch B520. So remember 520. It's like 420, but an hour later. I don't know if I have the that particular mm-hmm. uh, barrel, but I have their small batch at the house. It's, a, it's about a $70 to $80 bottle. Damn, is it yeah, good. Yeah, Elijah Craig is And it's is super high-proof, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Four Roses, limited edition small batch bourbon 2020. You could have stopped at Four Roses. You really like, could have. I mean, come on. I mean yeah, for, for serious. Yeah. Yeah. George Remus Repeal Reserve 4, an $85 uh, a bottle of whiskey. Remus Repeal Reserve. A lot of boutique bottlers out there selling well aged bottles, they say, for extremely high prices, north of $200 to $300. But um, this one's 85 and they say it's quite good. Nice. Heaven Hill, 85th anniversary, 13-year-old single-barrel bourbon. Now, here is a $300 bottle of bourbon. They say it's about as limited as limited releases ever get, being a literal single-barrel of the 13-year-old Heaven Hill bourbon wow. that they're releasing at the Bourbon Heritage Center. So, yeah, um, I wonder if Chris Hart's got his hands on one of those. You know he does. You know he does. <laughs> you know he does. Uh, Jim Beam, Old Tub Bourbon. Oh, yeah. $20. Yep. $20, Old Tub. Old and Tub. It's, and it's totally made the list here of the best new yep. uh, whiskeys of the year. Now, is this one you're familiar with? I haven't had it. I've had it. And? A friend of mine had some, and I was actually a little boggled. And I said, "I was like, how much did you pay for it?" And he's twenty dollars. I was like, "Oh, that that immediately went into the ranks of of uh, Buffalo Trace, yeah, and, bang for the buck, yeah, yeah, and Weller, and you know, <clears throat> King of Kentucky, twenty twenty, fourteen year old bourbon." Uh, the crown jewel of Brown Foreman's entire lineup, they say, which is saying a lot because they got a, a big lineup. Um, that one, by the way, the King of Kentucky, $250 for the bottle. That's it? Yeah, that's all. So when they call it a crown jewel, you know, uh, you got to call it something, a $250 <laughs> a bottle, right? Knob Creek 12-year-old bourbon at $60 a bottle. I tell you what, Knob Creek... These guys have got it going on. Yeah, Knob Creek. Uh, the regular Knob Creek is ten years old, right? Yes, I believe that's and right. And then so that's the that's the step up from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at only sixty dollars? Yeah. Not bad. Uh also at sixty dollars, Maker's Mark twenty twenty wood finishing series. And they give the uh, number. This is this is getting pretty granular here, but it's uh, uh SE four XPR five. Why haven't I tried that, Frank? Yeah. I'm talking to you, Frank. Come on, Krakenberger. Let's That's get with right. the program. We need to have Krakenberger on. Well, you know, he lives in Kentucky now, so he's a little well, harder to get well, know, on the but, show. But he's down here. Uh, but I'm willing to bet if we were to uh if we were to pass through Kentucky. Yeah. I bet we'd have a pretty good uh <laughs> I don't know if we'd get all the way through Kentucky, but uh, <laughs> it, it'd be fun to try. We only have to get as far as Krakenberger and then we turn around. <laughs> That's right. Uh at $170, Old Carter Bourbon batch number 5. Are you familiar with Old Mm-mm. Carter? Don't know anything uh, about it. It's got a uh, prancing horse on the front, looks very interesting. At $150, at 150th anniversary, 
The Old Forester, 150th anniversary bourbon. Mm, I like Old Forester. I don't know that one. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had a $150 bottle of mm-hmm. uh, Old Forester. Have you? I'm no, thinking... most of the Old Foresters are between 30 and 60 mm-hmm. And the Bottled and Bond <laughs> is outstanding. We had that on the show. Yes, really good. Yeah. Uh, at sixty four ninety nine, Teeling, single pot still Irish whiskey. Yeah, Are you familiar one. with oh, Teeling? Yeah, yeah. Teeling. I, I've had this before actually too, and it's, it's, uh, it's quite good. Uh, at $175 a bottle, Wild Turkey Master's Keep, Bottled and Bond, 17-year bourbon. I see you shaking your head. Have you had it? Yeah, it's real good. Oh, okay. Well, it Alan should be. Alan Denny shared some of that with me. Very nice. Very nice. They uh, they also uh, give some other uh, some other spirits. Uh, they list an Appleton Estate eight year old Reserve Rum, a thirty dollar bottle. The eight year old, uh, not bad. I've had Appleton Estates. I don't th- I don't know uh, if I've had that one, but yeah, I don't think I have to. But I I saw that actually at Specs just this mm-hmm. last week. I'll have to get one. Uh, Castle and Key London Dry Gin. Autumn 2020 at $36. Um, let's see what else we got here. El Sativo Tequila at $40 to $45. These are other spirits they mentioned as being <clears throat> worthy of being mentioned for 2020. Holmes Kai Belize 2005 Rum, $109 a bottle. And then Montgay Rum, the Port Cask Expression, at $175 a bottle. Rabbit Hole Distillery Bespoke Gin at $50 a bottle. And Best Pure Value in Bourbon, the $40 bottle of George Dickel Bottled and Bond 11-year. That's nice. Their, that's their choice. <clears throat> so there you go. I see you have uh, broken out the rum. Let's... Uh... Oh, that was worth it. It wasn't a big pop, I got the but the squeaky was. Uh, well, I, you know, I have to. Right I have to it. give you kudos because you didn't uh, make me have to get rid of that pesky cellophane on there. I and, feel like, um, yeah, I feel like it's important for you to not have to work too hard at opening a bottle. And, of, uh, uh, and rum. you already cleared the top of it a little bit, mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to worry about accidentally spilling it if I opened allowing, it violently, allowing the rum to breathe a little bit. I, I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, that's what I did. <laughs> allowing the, we gotta let the rum breathe. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing, but that's what I did. So, <clears throat> no, this is the black tot rum. This is a Caribbean rum, and uh, what? Uh, to be honest, the slogan got me to buy it. Uh, a rum to be forever remembered. Yes, I was like, okay, that sounds like a rum I would like to try. Well, this is inspired by tradition, unhindered by convention. This is a rich golden marriage of fruity notes of Barbadian. I love that word, Barbadian. Barbadian. What is Barbadian? Barbadian? Of Barbados, I think. Yeah, I guess. Barbadian, um, full-bodied taste of Guyanese. and uh, it's from Guyana, yeah. Guyana rum has a tendency to be a little funky. Yeah, it has a lot of yeah. rubbery mm-hmm. stuff in it, yep. right? Yep. And a vibrant feel of uh, Jamaican rums. Uh, Jamaican mm-hmm. also can be a little uh, funky like that, too. Sip it or mix it, you'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it says right there on the bottle. Sip it or mix Distilled it. Distilled in the never. Caribbean. Well, it, and, is, it uh, is a rum to be remembered. Pot and column stills from Barbados, Guiana, and uh, Jamaica. And then it says bottled in Scotland. So it, it uh, to did, the. Did you get that last uh, Bottled in Scotland, yes. <laughs> Distilled in the Caribbean, both pot and column stills from Barbados, Guiana, and Jamaica. <clears throat> Bottled in Scotland. That's, That's very interesting. So this explains. This. Oh, it, you're totally right. It explains. <laughs> Which the, looks exactly it looks like, like a, an Balvenie, Oban or Balvenie case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Ian, um, you're absolutely right. That does explain it, and it does explain 
also maybe a little bit of what I'm getting on the nose, which is a little little bit of an overproof uh, type vibe. Yeah, it's at 46%, mm-hmm. 46 point two. 46 and 2. Isn't that a Tool song? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so first reaction. A little boozier than some of the rums that I know, although not like the uh, Foursquare. Uh, but it's it's actually really delicious. It's this has a, a punchy feel to it. Yeah, it's got a little punchy feel and then a very late rum hug that comes back and gets you on the Agreed, end. Agreed, but it has on the on the very end of the uh, <clears throat> palate, it has this great oaky mm-hmm. um, finish that I don't expect from rum ever. It has a dryness that rum doesn't usually have. Right, this is almost more like, it finishes almost more like a good rye. Interesting, and then it had, but there's a weird funk to it that I like. Yes, and that that has to be the Guyana um, funk creeping in there. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird funk. You know, when we talk about funk as it pertains to beers or rums, especially, uh, it's not a bad thing. It's the funk of forty thousand years, but it's not bad. Playing something funky. No, uh, seriously though, it, it's a, it's just a certain. I don't know how else you describe that, that flavor other than funk. It has a little of the rubberiness too, and I like that. The rum rubberiness, yeah, which is more like Jamaican rum. And I'm a little baffled by the dryness of the finish on this. Well, it finishes more like a whiskey, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's real dry on the finish. Hmm. Crazy Very cool. Interesting. Uh, yeah, this is a really. Curiously interesting rum. You know, a lot of the rums that we try, and I love this, finish with all of that maple and vanilla and that, you know, wonderful woodsy oakiness. Uh-huh. This finishes and the a little. Cane yeah, and this finishes a little differently. This doesn't finish like. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of heat from this. It comes mm-hmm. back, and mm-hmm. it's a late heat, but it's a lot of heat. Like you know, you're drinking something. But I'm telling you, it's delicious. I think this would pair well with a uh, medium to full cigar. The weird thing is all the things I like about this, if you were to write them down on paper, would sound almost like negatives. Yeah. <laughs> the funk and the... It's uh, funky. It's got a lot of heat. It's, uh, right. <laughs> it's got a lot of things that, like... I mean, mm. if you put this if you put this on your stove, you could pretty much cook over it. Mm-hmm. Like the heat that comes up off of it. It's like... <laughs> But it's good. I wonder what this would be like in cocktails. Now it's about a, it's about a fifty dollar rum, forty five fifty dollar rum. Yeah. So it's not necessarily one you would think of using in cocktails, but it's also not just that sort of mellow rum vibe either. I'm wondering what, um, what this would be like in cocktails. I'm imagining this adding an incredibly interesting flavor. What's that the, uh, we had the other day? The uh, painkiller. Mm-hmm. I bet this would make just a ridiculous because I'm tasting this and I can imagine the nutmeg on top of that and everything else. Mm, mm. Yeah, even thinking about like a mojito. Mojito, yeah. This would add a little a little pep to the mojito, you know. Yeah, I like this. Black tot, or rum. we or we could just go straight uh, New Orleans, make a hurricane out of it. Oh uh, yeah. See, I, I'm I've never been a fan of the hurricane. Do you like them? <laughs> 
Uh, they just, to me, they're too sickly sweet. And and my only memory was drinking too many of them, and I regretted it in a greatly, greatly expanded way the following in, morning. In the right place in the right time, uh, walking down the right street, a hurricane is just fine. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't found. It's that, not good. I haven't found that place or that. But street. it's the right place in the right time. <laughs> I haven't found that place in that street. There was one night where I was drinking hurricanes with a buddy of mine in uh, the French Quarter in New Orleans, and. Um, I'll have to tell you the story. And it was the right time. place in the right time. Well, I did get yeah, we because we got chased with a clown with big floppy shoes <laughs> uh, down the street of the French Quarter, uh, and uh, you know I'm not. Uh, I have a whole clown thing. I always tell people I wish I had a more original phobia than the clown phobia, but that's the one I got. So it is what it is. All right, I tell you what, we're going to take a break and we will return. Uh, we have more beer to taste and we have a drinking news, of course, to bring you momentarily. So stand by. It's smoking and toasting, and we are enjoying some rum, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smokin' and Toastin'. We are thrilled to have you guys hanging out with us for show number 218. Uh, and we just uh, we just tasted some of this uh, finest Caribbean black tot rum, a rum to be forever remembered. Um, you, We were both pretty impressed it by this. It is funky. It is rubbery. It now, is... Adam had uh, Adam maybe uh, pick up the mic over there. You you had uh, looked some stuff up about black tot rum and where this whole uh, uh, where this whole thing came from, right? I guess tot was a word kind of meaning like a measure of rum. Is that right? Is, is from, it uh, from what I got from what I got out of it was uh, that's I guess the term they used to uh, describe the ration or the portions that they would get. They'll have a tot on the ship, of so on the, like a dram of like, whiskey, right? Or, so, right. Like, right. So, like the British Navy, they would pay them at one point uh, their daily ration of. Yeah, uh, instead of saying of daily rum. ration, they say your black tot. Like it's time to get so your black your, tot, which is your. It started off with beer, and then beer. It, and then it they got had to, to carry rum. too much beer. The rum yeah. they could, you know, they could carry less, and it took up right. less room on the street. Well, you remember our our buddy uh, Chris Hart, our our uh, smoking toasting uh, whiskey expert. Um, he he's been purchased, getting into the rum. Yeah, well, he purchased a uh, a whole barrel of British Navy rum that had been aging in a warehouse for mm -hmm. a number of years. Apparently, after they stopped serving it to sailors, because somebody probably decided it might not be the best idea. Uh, after they stopped giving it to sailors, uh, it would only be broken out for like royal weddings and and things of that nature. Uh, and then at one point they decided to sell some of it. So he wound up getting some in some sort of online auction. And you and I both had it. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. And actually was a little bit like this black tot rum that we're drinking oh. now, if you think about it. Because it had that little bit of a kick to it. It had... Uh, uh, it didn't heat. have all the traditional rum right, flavors. Right, but it sure was and good. And then the Black Tot Day came about because that was the last day that sailors got their ration, their, their last Black Tot, and that's where the and, Black Tot and, Day and came about. Imagine being like the captain on the ship the day after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, boys, no more rum. No more Black Tot. You'll have to just head back to your, uh, head, head back to your bunks and listen to Drinking News. <laughs> Go forth and be sober. <laughs> drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, 
drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. You want to go ahead and do the verse? Oh, did you need a verse? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? Florida man with one arm set. He had a gator for a pet. Asked about his one arm. He said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A reminder that drinking Cheers, news. Y'all. Cheers, y'all. A reminder that drinking news is not necessarily always a story about drinking, although today it is. Uh, but it's always a story that usually is best listened to when you are <laughs> drinking. And yes. also a reminder that it's not always about a Florida man. It can't be every week. Although I'm sure we could find a Florida man story every week. But uh, uh, sometimes drinking news stories like today, uh, there was no punchline to today's story. It just is what it is. And it begins with a Louisiana man, a drunken Louisiana man, was arrested early Wednesday morning after he rode his horse into a saloon called Cowboys. Nice. <laughs> yep. He rode his horse into Cowboys, lassoed an unsuspecting man, and then rode the horse around the parking lot, dragging the bound bar patron behind him with the lasso. That sounds like it would hurt. According to authorities in Scott, Louisiana, 26-year-old Jeremy Renee Mouton, quote, Became highly intoxicated, end quote. And I think we have Jeremy's picture to post here. Uh, at Cowboys Saloon at 211 North Ambassador Caffrey Parkway before leaving the bar, walking to his horse trailer and retrieving his horse. He then proceeded to ride the horse into the bar, causing a major disturbance. Uh, he exited the bar and rode within the 200 block of North, North Ambassador Caffrey Parkway before returning to enter the bar and his horse once more. On horseback in the bar for a second time, a concerned patron attempted to escort him and the horse out of the bar. Once outside, the man roped the 47-year-old patron, according to the police report, and police were called out at about midnight after the lassoing as the man rode the horse back to his parents' nearby home and then walked back to the bar. Talk about returning to the scene of the crime. So, did he leave the guy lassoed? Uh, yeah. Well, he the officers located him, and and you know they were able to uh, extricate you, everyone from the situation. That? Yeah, authorities say he also threatened uh, the arresting officers. Was booked on multiple counts of disturbing the peace, remaining after being forbidden, and then secondary pat, uh, battery and public intimidation and retaliation. Bail has not been set. Not the friendliest of guys, huh? Yeah, yeah. But you expect, you know, when you go to Cowboys, you may run into some <laughs> some trouble. So, again, no punchline to today's story. Just this is how it goes sometimes <laughs> when you listen to Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Cheers, y'all. Uh, thank you for the musical accompaniment. I appreciate that. We have a porter to taste, and we have a list of uh, cigars to take a look at. Um, the list is from uh, one of my actually one of my favorite cigar publications is Cigar Snob. I don't know if Cigar Snob is 
considered reputable or not. All I know is they have interesting cigar articles, cigar reviews, and like pictures of beautiful women. So uh, these are all good combinations for me. Those are things to look things at. Things that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, so they've released their list 16 I can't believe 25. they objectify cigars that way, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is something, isn't it? Uh, so they actually have only released 25 through 16. So let's start with them while you pour us some Founders Porter. Uh, 25, Diamond Crown's Black Diamond. It's a $19 cigar, which is expensive for a Robusto. I've had that. Uh, but it's a good cigar. You, you enjoyed it, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's I recall. I actually you. looked at it today when I was at the shop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> at number 24, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Robusto, mm-hmm. a Nicaraguan cigar. It's about 10 bucks. You've had that one as that's well, right? That's a good right? one, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hmm. uh, Perdomo, Nick Perdomo, he's all right. He does good work. Yep. I don't know how I feel about this, but in fairness, I haven't tried this particular cigar. At number 23, the Gurkha Nicaragua series. I find it uh, difficult to pick up a Gurkha. Yes. But that said, I do understand they've made some improvements in their cigar construction for a while. Well, way back when I first started smoking Gurkhas, I thought they were great. Oh, they could do no wrong. Yeah, they were just terrific. And then they just went downhill. Construction was horrible. Crash. Uh, uh, But I think that... um, I think that likely they have improved and gotten better. I see you sampling on some of that porter. Founders really knows what they're doing, don't they? This is uh, Founders Porter. Dark, rich, and sexy is what it says on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it is all of those things. Founder uh, Founders Brewing Company, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm digging it. Bottle on ten nineteen twenty. It's a porter. It'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Six point five percent by volume. Like Forty five IBUs. Pours silky black with a creamy tan head. The nose is sweet with strong chocolate and caramel malt presence. No absence of hops gives Founders Robust Porter the full flavor you deserve and expect. Cozy like velvet, it's a lover, not a fighter. Mm, I like it. Uh, it's actually really delicious. It's It's got everything you want a porter to have, including a wonderful malty caramel flavor yep. that just like wraps its way around your senses and, and says, take another drink, please. Yeah. When you When you think to yourself, you know, I like stouts, but that's a little too filling. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has all this the is, flavor. This is the place to go, right? Because you do it. get every bit of that flavor impact, but it it you know it just drinks much much lighter, much I'm lighter. Um, La Aurora's 107 Nicaragua is uh, number 22 on the list from Cigar Snob. At number 21 is the San Cristobal Revelation, also a Nicaraguan cigar. The original San Cristobal brand was only launched in 2007, so it hasn't been around that long. Uh, the Viva La Vida from A.J. Fernandez. Mm-hmm. They uh, they do the torpedo here uh, th- at $13. But this is really interesting because this is the second uh, list this cigar has made this year. So pretty cool. Uh, really excited about number 19. The Aladino Maduro box press cigar. Mm, uh, I those love guys. those. Yeah, they really are so good. Nailed uh, it. Yeah, they and really that, did. And their uh, Lancero is especially good, too. I didn't know this. This write-up says... That late in 2020, in the midst of the pandemic, the Arroyo family's Miami warehouse was burglarized. And sadly, the bandits made off with the entire inventory. We'd be remiss, they say, if we didn't reiterate that you should venture out to purchase this gem of a cigar, but you should do so only from an authorized uh, retailer. 
Having said that, be prepared to love this little flavor bomb from start to finish. Oh, this is so, so good. Yeah. Uh, the Davidoff Nicaragua uh, at number 18. It's a $20 cigar. Uh, comes in at number 18. Apparently has been number so, so number you one said on Davidoff, the list right? That makes mm-hmm. it on the lower side for Davidoff. Uh, I was going to say, and for a Nicaraguan cigar, so yeah. that's pretty good. That might be worth trying out. Uh, the Placencia Alma Fuerte. Boy, you want to talk about a great cigar. Coming in at number 17 on this list. Uh, that number is a 17? wonderful, yeah. It's That's a wonderful cigar. cigar, yeah. Tatuaje mm-hmm. Reserva Miami at 16. Uh, made, of course, by My Father Cigars in That's Miami. Tatuaje is great. It's really, yeah, they, they almost, they're almost in that can-do-no-wrong uh, yeah, category, agreed. don't you think? Agreed. All right, so that's all we have on the list so far. Like uh, Cigar Aficionado, they do it in, in phases. So interesting that they wait until every, you know, Cigar Aficionado is the big dog of cigar magazines. Interesting that Cigar Snob waits until after the <laughs> Cigar Aficionado list is out and, uh, and percolating, uh, and then they release theirs. I guess, I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah, cigar snob is cigar snob. Yeah, I, I like I like the way they do things. Um, I think those are the two biggest publications in cigar. Well, I, and I, Smoke Magazine's a fairly big one, I think. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I although I will say because at one time I got both of them, and Cigar Snob's a little thicker magazine than uh, than Smoke Magazine is. Yeah. Maybe that means they're uh, they're selling better. I don't know. All right, um, wanted to pass this story along too because I I found this really disturbing um you may remember in the early days of the pandemic can you believe it's been going on so long we now can use the phrase the early days days of the pandemic pandemic. but you may remember that in the early days of the pandemic um no hand sanitizer was impossible to find oh yeah because some jackasses kept snapping it up and selling it for ridiculous amounts exactly so what happened was distilleries all over the country and probably mm-hmm. all over the world but I know it happened in the United States distilleries stepped up and started distilling hand sanitizer mm-hmm. easy enough for them to do you know it's it's basically an alcohol based product they knew how to do the recipe and make it happen i bought several bottles of hand sanitizer that came from distilleries. Oh yeah, Whitmire's and everybody yep, else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's the frustrating part, though. Now those distilleries that did that are facing FDA fees in the neighborhood of fourteen thousand uh, dollars. That seems about right for yep. our government. Just to cap off a brutal year, the FDA is uh, charging them a fee normally reserved for drug manufacturing facilities. Because they did this. You know, for most American craft distillers, 2020 was already one of their worst years ever because of COVID. And uh, now the FDA has delivered notice to distilleries that produced hand sanitizer in the early days of the pandemic that they owe an unexpected fee to the government of more than 14 grand. Uh, it's. You know what really sucks about that is a lot of those distilleries donated. Yeah. And there were more than 800 so of them around the country. Who made hand sanitizer? More than eight hundred. Yeah, no good deed goes unpunished yeah, there. Yeah, so that's frustrating. You, you hate seeing stuff like that happen, but it's just that other, you know, bureaucracy gone wild thing again. You know, um, which is not nearly, 
you know, as big a hit on cable as Girls Gone Wild, but, you know, it happens. If that bureaucracy can't flex and they can't justify their own, uh, their existence, own existence, and therefore yep. they get defunded. Yep, there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. We will return to uh, wrap up the show. This has been a wonderful beer. This is so good. Uh, you uh, know, we didn't, we didn't talk about this too much, but uh, Founders, I mean, what's less left to be said? Damn good beer. They, they really just produce good beer in every style. I mean, the... The the dirty bastard is is one a of my absolute classic. And their breakfast stout, their breakfast stout is, is one of tremendous. the best stouts in existence. And and I got to tell you, the uh, all day IPA was the first sort of sessionable IPA that was any good. Yeah, you know, and and it's still fantastic. I still buy it all the time. It's a go to for me. I love uh, Founders All Day. So, uh, but this is actually the first time I've tried the porter, and I will be back this yes. is very very good all right uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back we are smoking and toasting we're all about uh, craft beer fine spirits and hand rolled cigars we'll be right back to wrap up the show after this Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. It's a program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We are brought to you by mycigarshirts.com. Check them out. They are sponsors of the show, and uh, we appreciate them very, very much. Mycigarshirts.com because cigars. Cigars. Yeah. We need to see if we can get them to make some uh, smoking and toasting logo mm. shirts. So wouldn't that be cool? That could be fun. You can go on the site if, and, if uh, we knew somebody to you talk could, to. You could support the. Uh, you could support the show. Uh, by wearing our colors. That'd be awesome. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, it's actually, a- I kind of want the shirts, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that could work. That'd be could great work. if you guys buy them, but I kind of want them. So during the break, Adam, our producer, asked if we knew anything about the girl, the woman, on the label of the Founders Porter, which, by the way, Ian was kind enough to refill my cup on here, and it's delicious. It's so good. It really is. It's just so... Um, it's so brewed and smoky and wonderful. It's just got such a great, and it's not, it's it's not so boozy that it like knocks you back, but it really is delicious. It's not you back super boozy. It's six point five percent, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit bigger, but it's not huge. So but Adam, it is. Delicious. Adam asked me about uh, about the woman on the label, <clears throat> and. I found a site online because there's a site for everything these days, right? Yes. Loving on Labels is the name of this site. And here is their article on Founders Porter. I'm just going to read you some of this. Some people say stouts and porters are winter beers. Those people are idiots. This label review series continues with (laughs) Founders Porter. I like their stance on that. Thank you. Yeah, they took took a stand. I like it. So, Ian, show that uh, picture to the camera. You ever notice, they say, how people were much uglier back in the day? I bet this woman was a sexy beast in her time, but now she's probably a six. She and Katy Perry would battle for the 198th most beautiful celebrity. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so, hell, people still rave about Marilyn Monroe, but go look at pictures of her. Not that hot, right? She's lauded as a huge sex symbol, but the truth is she was a cracked-out woman who once posed naked and was smart enough to memorize a few lines. She was pretty much... The Lindsay Lohan of the 1950s. 
<laughs> Hollywood was obsessed with Marilyn. She got a Golden Globe for a nomination in the movie Bus Stop, basically because she was able to pull off a character that wasn't a complete effing idiot. It's really sad to think of how sexually deprived people were back then. Uh, anyway, back to the label. We see a simple description of what kind of beer is inside the bottle. Porter. Founders then qualifies the porter as dark, rich, and sexy. I'm glad they put these words on the label because dark, rich, and sexy are the last things I think of when looking at that picture. She's quite white and not very sexy. Maybe she's rich, but she looks like she's wearing a damn window curtain. Can you believe somebody actually wrote this? I just Adam asked a question. <laughs> I Google it, and I can find all of this. Um, I guess that just owning a hat was a symbol of wealth in that time, but what the F do I know? I think founders would be helping themselves out by putting a picture of Oprah on this beer. Nothing says dark, rich, and sexy like Oprah. Uh, founders may have struck out with the creepy picture, but as noted previously, knowing exactly what kind of beer I'm getting goes a long way in my book. It's 80 degrees, and I'm thirsty for a dark, rich, and sexy border. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on the buyability scale. I just can't believe somebody actually, like, uh, we live in a world where someone has written something like that about almost any question you can possibly ask. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Hey, you know, uh, uh, that whole uh, 15 minutes of fame thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, this I'm is... just going to point this out. Spend it wisely, yeah. folks. Spend it wisely, okay? <laughs> Don't write about the woman on the Porter's Bottle label, uh, the Founder's Porter Bottle label. Seriously, there, there are much more important things you can address. <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, something will come to mind. Uh, give me a moment. Uh, Ian, it's been quite a week. Thank you for uh, being on the show today. On next week's show, you know, with, with Porter in our hands today, on next week's show, we're going to work on making the perfect black and tans. The perfect black and tans. I, I've been given the recipe for it, or so I'm told, for how to do it perfectly. And there is, because I've peeked at the recipe already, there's some technique involved. It's not just about pour this and then pour that. There's some technique No, you have involved. to pour it right so, right so it looks black and tan. Right, so, Otherwise, that it, so that it does the right thing, yeah. Don't you need like a, a like you need a little spoon mm -hmm. to so pour we'll, it over? We'll go over, all, we'll go over all of this next week, but yes, you are correct. You need a, there's a spoon involved. You turn the spoon upside down. It's a whole thing. All right. It's, it's a technique. So Do I'm, I need to study on it? So that no, no, we can, we can go. Are we going to have a contest, no, me versus it's you, not, black It's and not tan? a contest. We're just going to see how we can do. And which one of us is black and which one of us is tan? It's kind of a contest. No, no, it's not. It's not, it's not really. But uh, but I'm sure it's I'm sure you I'm sure you'll turn it into one because I know you. <laughs> there's there's no way if your black and tan comes out prettier than mine that you're not going to mention. I can it. be blacker and tanner than you. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. So uh, so we'll look forward that to that uh, next week. I want to say thanks to uh, Mary for putting together uh, a behind-the-scenes production and booking for the show. Thanks to uh, Adam, so awesome. who is on the Wheels of Steel, producing the show every week. And uh, thanks to uh, our good buddy, Rowdy Yates, who is going to be putting together our Smoking and Toasting demo which will be part of what we're uh, doing to uh, go out and become a syndicated radio show near you in the Rowdy is future. a blast. I so wanna... Rowdy's awesome. Yeah. I quick, uh, quick shout out, Liliana Rodriguez on the show. Say yes. her, her husband Mike is now a fan. Uh, Bruce on Stark. Oh, I love it. Is love uh, it. is uh, watching. Thanks, guys. Nick Cook, I see you out there. Mm -hmm. These guys, uh, you know, you guys are on the show every week, man. I love it. Thank you so much. We by, appreciate it. By the way, I mentioned Rowdy Yates. 
had to take my gator to the vet. <laughs> that was Rowdy Yates who did our uh, gator to the vet line for uh, for that this was week. So awesome. That's that's pretty cool. When you uh, ever... if you're out there, send us a uh, send us a recording of you saying I had to take my gator to the vet. We will right. use it. We yeah, you will be a star. Yes, such as that. Dare is us. Come on, on smoking and toasting. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy what you drink. Drink what you enjoy. Smoke what you love. And, uh, and we're here to help you spend your 15 minutes of fame. And cheers, y'all. <laughs> cheers, y'all. Schedule, yes. But here's a-